Hi everybody and welcome to Wild Ginger Running. It's Wednesday night, 6.30pm, so that means we are chatting live. So tonight I am thrilled to announce that I am here with ASICS frontrunner, mum of three and hijab wearer, Tazneem Amwa, also known as Taz. How are you Taz? Hi Claire, I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me today. Fantastic and it has been a rainy day. Have you been running today or are you saving yourself for tomorrow? I I don't mind running in the rain, but I'm saving myself for tomorrow. I went out on a trail run last night, so I'll have a rest day today and then yeah, back to it tomorrow. Yeah. Fantastic. That is a good plan, definitely. Um, and so we're here tonight. Um, I kind of befriended you on Twitter a while back, but I thought it'd be yeah. fantastic to get you in, like in the current climate, to talk about five ways that everybody can just help increase the diversity of trail running. We're, we're a really friendly community, but it's always great to increase diversity. So we'll be going through your five ways during the course of this conversation. But first of all, I just wanted to get from you um, why you love running in the first place especially trail running which I know is a new thing for you yeah yeah so I think why I love running is I think it's a number of reasons so for me firstly it's um like a sense of freedom just being out especially on the trails just being out and connecting with nature and enjoying actually the beauty that surrounds us and appreciating that I really uh, I really love that and it's a way to disconnect from you know the busy lives that we have whether it's as you know as a mum or as a wife or even a you know whatever it may be or you know an employee just to kind of disconnect from everything and it's just you out on the trails or you know or on the road wherever you're running and it's just just you and your footsteps or, or, or a bit of music whatever you know you, you like to do um also for me I love the challenge um, that it gives me so um, especially when you're training for a race you know those little milestones that you reach you know whether it's a you know whether it's just a five mile or whether it's five three miles whatever it is that you're training for just achieving those little milestones and thinking yes you know I, I can do that and realizing that you, you know if you if you work hard for something and train and be consistent that you can achieve anything that you want to achieve so that for me is is why I love running but I think the biggest the biggest thing about running is the community. Um, without running, I, I don't think I'd have met the number of people that I've met, whether it's you know in person or whether it's virtual. Um, I have just met the most amazing people and connected to so many people. I probably wouldn't have done so if I wasn't running. Um, so that's why. And, and trail running, it's like so I've just discovered that. I think just. Um, in just look before lockdown started and, and I think that really kind of pushed me out on the trails um, and I've got trails on my doorstep which I didn't even know existed embarrassingly which is like just a mile from my house <laughs> and I was like how did I not know these were here and um, they're just here and I'm just like why like, I might just be out there so I've explored different trails I'm starting quite close to home and kind of venturing a little bit out as my confidence has been growing in trail running and it is just being out there and at the moment things are very green which is nice and enjoying all that and seeing different sights and and it's just lovely actually just really really enjoying and I've got the real sort of the bug I think for trail running now yeah awesome that's great to hear and just as you were speaking just now I was just popping up a few pictures that you said I could pop up from Twitter because you've just yeah. been out uh, with a couple of companies recently like um is it was it girls uh, run the world and then there was another company as well it looks brilliant those trips that you've been on Yes, I've been doing so. They, um, I've been out with Venture Trails Collective, which is a local company. Also, Playing the Wild UK, the Chilterns Division. Been out with them, um, and, and I, I think my first trail experiment was with their Run the Wild UK at Intring. We went out. Um, yeah, it's this is beautiful things we've got on our doorstep, which we're so, so blessed to have. Definitely, definitely. And you live in Buckinghamshire, um, and you work as a pharmacist. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I live in Bucks. We've got all the you've got the Chiltern Hills, you know, right here, which are beautiful. And I'm still amazed, you know, at the different places I'm finding um, to run. Um, and yes, I'm a pharmacist. I work for a pharmaceutical company. I used to work sort of for the chemist shops and the, and the NHS, but I've kind of moved on 
from that as my career's progressed and that keeps me very busy as well yeah yeah and you also I think I see that you have three children as well um and that's that story is that's a little bit involved with why you started running in the first place could you just take us through that part of your life and your sort of journey into running and, and where it took you yeah so yes I've got three children I've got um three boys um they keep me very busy as well they're all under the age of 12. Oh wow um, do they like to run with you then? No <laughs> <laughs> so my youngest he does a bit of the junior park run when it was on mm -hmm. but my older two they like to be the helpers so they help out junior park run with the barcode scanning they don't they're not I'm not going to force them it's if they love the running, that's great. If not, that's not, not a problem. Um, so, yes, yeah, so my children are the reason why I kind of, I guess, got into running. Um, so I've got three children. And so about three years ago, I was at a point where I wanted to kind of feel healthier and get get active. Um, so I'd lost some weight through dieting, but I wanted something more that's something more sustainable. Um, so I was on a holiday at the time with my family. Um, a very exotic great Yarmouth and um, <laughs> I was like I really want to do something and I you know I think we were out that day out in the you know, sea air or, you know, along the beach and walking and I, thought, I want to do something that's outdoorsy um, so I thought oh let's go and run just it just popped into my head I'll just go and run just around the little holiday village where we were it's like a mile little loop um, I don't normally have I didn't normally have trainers but I had some old an old pair in the boot of my car went to the car got my trainers on I said to my husband come on just come with us let's go and do a little loop round um a little run walk and we both sort of did a little did a little run walk round um and it took us probably over 20 minutes just to run walk a mile but when I finished I'm like oh I, I really enjoyed that and that wasn't too bad um and bearing in mind, I wasn't wearing any running gear. I was just in my, you know, what, like my hijab and just a normal kind of skirt or something. Um, and I know I just really enjoyed, really enjoyed doing so. Um, so when I got back to where we were staying, I was kind of, kind of googling, you know, running, running near me, what's happening? And then some park run uh, popped up, and I looked at, and so I thought, oh, that's what's that all about? So I looked at, you know, where the events were happening. Realized there was one very close to me. Um, where I live in High Wycombe, um, kind of signed up while I was there, when I got home and put off the barcode and I went along that following week uh, to park run. But before I got there, there were so many thoughts kind of going through my head, like what do I wear, is what I'm wearing going to be okay, or, or what are people going to think of me, because obviously I wear a hijab, which is what I'm wearing right now, uh, are people going to look at me strangely, or are they going to are they going to think that I don't belong there? I didn't know much about parkrun at that time. Um, but I thought, you know what, no, I'm going to go along, I'll just do my thing. Um, I went along, um, looked around, There's, there wasn't anybody that was, kind of looked like me, so there wasn't anybody else I could see that was wearing a hijab. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm the only one here. But no, but nobody nobody said anything, nobody kind of gave me any, any funny looks. Actually, I just got lots more smiles and, you know, hello. Um, and I ran, walked, um, you know, the 5K, um, and you know, there was volunteers were out on the course, and they were kind of saying, "Well done," and "Go on, nearly there." I was like, "Oh, this is really, this is really nice." People are cheering me on. And I was coming up towards the finish funnel, and so the other volunteers and um, some of the other runners were kind of there and kind of clapping me and and cheering. And the whole atmosphere was so amazing, and it was gave such a buzz that I thought wow what, what was I worried about um, because nobody said anything negative it was all so positive um, and it's I didn't realize how inclusive um, and how encouraging parkrun was at the time and I had such a positive experience from that first parkrun that went back week after week um, and then um, saw myself improving in my 5k and sort of decreasing the amount of um, walking I was doing and then set myself a goal for six months' time to then run my first half marathon, and that's where it all wow. started. <laughs> oh, that's incredible! And you ran your first half marathon in so that was uh, six months later in 2017, um, and then two years later, 2019, you ran a marathon. How did that feel? Did you think that was where you were going to go when you first started? No, I always said <laughs> I'm never going to run a marathon. Why would anybody put themselves 
through 26.2 miles. It's just so <laughs> long. <laughs> but um, so last October, I ran Loch Ness Marathon. Fantastic. And it was, it was so amazing. Um, and it was in time with a big birthday. Uh, well, before, I wanted to do it before I reached a big birthday. Um, 21. So <laughs> before I turned 40, I thought, right, I want to run a marathon. Um, and I wanted to do it for a good cause. I did it for um, Macmillan Cancer. And, uh, and I just thought, you know what, I want to see, I want to see whether I can do it. I want to push myself and see whether I can reach this milestone. Um, because not everybody can run a marathon. Not everybody wants to run a marathon. So I thought, you know, game on, let's do this. Um, and I did. I didn't set myself a time. It was just more about getting the distance done. Um, and Loch Ness um, is not an easy one for a first marathon because it's not flat. Obviously, it's um, it's quite it's quite undulating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you picked a difficult one there to start I'm with. Kidding. In at the deep end. <laughs> But actually, do you know what? I I kind of I know I ran I ran and I sort of walked some of it just to enjoy the the views and there were some bits which were actually quite steep. So there was a few of us that kind of walked together. As we were walking, we were kind of chatting and getting to know each other and kind of just egging each other on. And then once we kind of reached top of the hill, we were like, like okay, right, let's go, let's go and run the rest of the six miles. And we ran the rest of it and it was just so lovely. Um, and it's it's a quiet course until you get into um, the town, so it's quite you know it's pretty quiet. So you've only got the other runners to kind of talk to. Yeah, and the beautiful um, scenery of the mountains as well. It's interesting that you went straight for the kind of the mountainous areas as well. Yes, and it was just so beautiful. Um, and you know, I tried to spot Nessie. I didn't see her unfortunately, <laughs> but I know she's there. Maybe next time. Yeah, but, you'll um, have to do it again. <laughs> I will do. It was just. I'm glad I chose that as my first one because it was just so amazing and I think that kind of in a way kind of sparked my interest into trail running because it was just the views and just being out there it was just so lovely yeah yeah I think everybody watching will agree with you that it's beautiful to run in the mountains even if you are doing a, a road marathon it's still beautiful to be there yeah. um, and I just want to give you a, a just a little sense of, of some people watching live just now and and if you are live and you have got a question for Taz then don't hesitate to pop it there on the live chat um, but uh, um, Kurt Steed he's watching in America um, he says woohoo hi Claire and Taz um, Philip Haddock <laughs> says hi Taz and Claire um, Guy says, hi all, this will be very interesting. Um, and Nigel Barnett has just joined. He says, hi everyone, just made it. And then we've got Nadia Federman as well saying, hello you lovely people. And Rich Simpson um, says, he's got a question later as well. Um, great story for how Taz started running and getting to marathon distance, inspirational stuff. Um, so you're already inspiring the people watching live and oh. <laughs> people will be able to watch this again on this link and there'll be a podcast version later on. So just um, search Taz, Taz Anwar and Wild Ginger Running in your new, normal podcast provider and you'll be able to find it. And definitely follow her at This Hijabi Runs, which I have put down the bottom of the screen there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, let's get on with the nitty gritty, which we're going to be talking about the five ways to increase diversity in trail running but first of all I just thought we should just outline for anybody who's not familiar with a hijab um, what is a hijab and uh, yeah and and why why do you wear one what does it mean to you yeah so the hijab is what you see me wearing here in purple and that's my favorite color is why I'm wearing purple today I've put your um, things in purple just here I've put your Twitter thing in uh, this hijabi runs in purple <laughs> thank you this is what this is um, called a hijab. It's kind of the head covering, but it's also hijab is also a, a lot more than just the head covering. It's all about kind of a bit of modesty as well. So what I mean by that is, um, if you look at all my running pictures, you won't see me wearing short sleeves. Um, you won't see me wearing shorts, for example. Um, so you won't see much, guess, guess much more skin as you see it than my face and my hands. Um, so that's part of hijab as well. So I wear hijab because that's what um, my faith um, kind of advises we should wear. It's it's not compulsory in the sense that if I don't wear it, you know, someone anyone's going to disown me or or you know be angry at me. It's it's I wear it because I want to wear it. Um, I wore it 
I started wearing the hijab when I was at university. So, um, you know, not not I'll say not so long ago. It was quite a while ago. I was at university, but um, that's when I started wearing it. At that time, you know, my close family members were not wearing hijab either. So it wasn't I wasn't brought up in the environment where it was forced upon me or you know, kind of it wasn't I wasn't frowned upon that I wasn't wearing the hijab. Um, it was completely um, my decision to wear to wear the hijab, um, and it's it's been it's been fine actually, sort of running in a hijab. And I mean, I know it brings up a lot of questions. We can definitely address those as well as to hijab and running, um, and it's a part of me now. I guess I can't see myself running or being out there or without a hijab. Um, it's just it's who I am, but it's obviously obviously there's a lot more to me than the hijab. This is just what you see, but there's obviously a lot more to me than just the hijab as well. I don't wear it at home. I'm only wearing it today because obviously we're having this this call. I don't wear it around the house. I don't need to wear it around the house. Um, yeah, I mean, if anyone's got any specific questions about it, obviously I'm happy to answer any other questions too. Yeah, well, we do have a question sent in prior by Rich Simpson, who is watching live just now. Um, and he is really interested to know. Um, he wants to know about, uh, it's, he, like right now, it's really hot. So he says, it's got to be really warm wearing your hijab. So how do you keep cool? He says he sometimes wears a cap to keep the intense sun off, but he soaks it in water first to keep his head cool. Um, and he also just wants to say that um, he thinks running's a really inclusive sport. Um, so I'm glad that you found that to be true at Parkrun. Um, and so he's he's guessing that it might be like a cultural thing that you're breaking into. And I'm sure we'll, we'll cover more of that um, more of that later. Um, but yeah, that's just where he's coming from. He's just wondering about the practicalities of wearing the hijab for running. Absolutely. So yeah, of course. So, you know, you know what it's like when you're wearing a cap. You do feel hot. So similarly, wearing a hijab. Of course, of course, you're going to feel hot, but the hijabs that I wear for running are special materials. So there's the sweat wicking ones, and they're they're thinner than what I'm wearing now, which is a cotton, which would which I would never wear while I was running. So yes, it's you do feel warm. So what I tend to do is if I'm just doing a normal training run, if I know it's going to be a really hot day, I'll probably go out a little bit earlier in the day when it's not really hot. Um, just so it's a bit more comfortable to run or maybe later on in the evening as well when it's not you know blazing heat when i've been at races obviously you can't control what time they start when i've been at races i, I do what you do i'll probably put a bottle of water over my head just to keep just to cool down i'll make sure i'm obviously hydrated i've got electrolytes on board um and i've never had to sort of pull out of a race because i've overheated um because you, you trial all that through running through your training, don't you? You kind of see, you, you know, you run at different times of day to kind of see what works, you know, what electrolytes work, what gels work, what, you know, ha how to fuel. So that's all, I build that in into my training as well, just to ensure that I can run at different times and I'm comfortable um, running at different times. Um, you know, I ran in hot, hot countries, I ran in Marrakesh. Again, very similar. Just make sure you're, you know, you're, you're, just make sure you're safe and be sensible. And I think that's all you can do. Um, you know, um, I, I, I don't use it as an excuse to not to run, as, you know, anywhere or not to partake in a race because of the hijab. And it is just about being adaptable and being flexible, and just remembering, you know, the normal rules we'd follow about being out in the sun basically so yeah yeah and actually like as a ginger person i think it's great that you wear <laughs> such long sleeves and and the long trousers because um i have to like cover my body in sun cream and sometimes yeah. i'm the only person wearing some kind of long sleeve thing in the yeah. middle of a hot sunny day because of the skin so um i think whatever you want to wear to run in nobody really has a right to question that or say what the hell are you doing apart from if you know like if you were wearing maybe only shorts and t-shirt and you were venturing into the mountains you you seem a, a lot yeah. more prepared for the british climate than most of the um most of the non-muslims around um so guy is also saying it's great to see brands like nike um making sport hijabs and i've seen them um in decathlon as well um so it, it's great that the that it's been embraced it's been seen this is, there's a need for this because i saw a, a, a lovely story when i was doing my research on you that you wore um a normal hijab when you were first started running and it was a winter and you got frost <laughs> all over it and you said that was that was quite a funny thing to happen um so yeah it was all a learning curve 
Absolutely, because um, yeah, so I had frost on my hijab. You can see sweat kind of droplets on my hijab. So you know, so you need you need the right material, which is the sport wicking ones, and it's good to like I said, the big the big brands do have them. There's also smaller brands that are doing them as well. So it's they've addressed the need, which is really really good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and also, Kurt has said he's all, he's in America, as I said earlier, and he said there's a young lady. I'm guessing he means a young lady in a hijab that runs for one of the local universities here in the U.S. Um, so she's in the highest level of athletics um, in the U.S. university there. Um, so yeah, he's saying definitely there's no barriers to to wearing the hijab and, and being a, a super good runner or just enjoying your running, whatever you feel like. Um, but not everybody feels the same way as you, do they? And, and I've got a question here from um, from Guy. Um, he wants me to ask you. Um, I know you obviously can't speak for your whole community, but um, <laughs> like, why why do you feel that um, he's put here Asian people? And so for the Americans watching, that um, they usually call um, uh, kind of more Chinese populations. I think they call them Asians. But in Britain, we tend to call Asian people uh, people from India and and the places around India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, etc. Um, he's saying, why do you personally feel like Asian people don't run as much as the white people? Um, is it the culture or like, is there something, um, you know, culturally, which is not as involved in exercise or, or running in particular? Because he said he went to park run in Oldham, which has a really good big Asian community and there was none running at the park run so it got him it just got him thinking about why there's so many white people running and not so many brown people and black people running <laughs> and that's quite surprising what you mentioned about old because I would have thought there would have been a yeah. lot more um, Asian people running there maybe um, it was Eid <laughs> possibly possibly or Ramadan for example yeah. so I think, I think it can be a, diff a number of things a lot of it is like you said that it's culture and for them it's not a high priority to be out there and be active but that's a shame because in our faith we are told to look after our bodies so being active is actually um, a good thing to do so it's a shame when people feel that it's not a priority for them because it should be um, when it comes to I guess for women in particular um, um, a lot of it is about um, finding a space that you feel safe to run because I think a lot of it is we've got we've said there's no there is no barrier to running right but it's the internal barriers that we feel that they're that, that, that they're um, are there so whether it be um, expectations from family that you are your you know so you're you should be at home you should be taking care of the family and then if you know if as a woman you're going out for yourself to exercise whether it will be perceived as being selfish and I think there's that worry as well from women that you might get perceived as something quite wrong that if they're out running there's worries from women um, from certain communities that how will other women from their community kind of um, perceive them as well if they're out running is it it might be seen as something negative because um, they may be dressed slightly differently to what they traditionally wear um, there's that but also following on from that you might stop women going out to run because they feel they have to look a certain way that they can't dress um, in what they feel comfortable in to go out and run so that could be a barrier um, for some women they want to run in a female only environment that's not always readily available um, there's not enough female leaders to lead runs and there's a whole mixture of things um, and all but I, but I know personally from my experience that the running community is actually the most welcoming and um, it, it is it's just so welcoming and I just wish that I could I want to get more women especially more Muslim women to kind of see that that it's not there is nothing stopping us to you know being active a lot of it is just our own um in our own feelings our own thoughts our own worries which are stopping us from being there um i mean when i've been out running in my own community i think that i used to worry about being seen by you know the community so 
when I first started running, I used to run so early in the morning so that, you know, nobody would nobody would see me. And as I kind of shifted my times and got more confident um, in running, I've kind of I run at all times of the day. And when I have seen people from the community, um, you know, I'll, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to say something. And they do, but actually it's positive. They'll say, oh, well done you. Um, so I haven't had anything negative from my own community, but I know it's not like that for everyone. I think I'm quite lucky in that sense. I've got, you know, very supportive family who, you know, who, um, who, are, you know, who don't mind me, you know, very supportive of me out, you know, to go out and run. And because I don't just stick to home I've been out to different countries to to race and all over the place so and they're very supportive of that so I'm quite lucky but not everybody has that and that can stop them as well yeah and it's just really interesting those issues that you've been describing there because I don't think it's just Muslim communities and Muslim women that have those same issues it's it's the same for new runners whether they're male or female and then with the guilt thing especially if you have children women from all cultures and then also um, larger people as well um, I mean the amount of abuse larger people get thrown at them on the street just for running um, then then yeah it's, there's a lot of people who feel exactly the same so I think what you're doing is is really amazing in, in being out there and showing people people um, just like you that they can do this exact same thing because some people who aren't as confident as you will need that um, and um, I just uh, oh, I had a great question there just lined up and oh yes that was it yes so this is a good point for us to talk about what happened on Strava so um, you so yeah so Strava showed um, an image of you in your hijab running and it kind of stirred up a little bit of there was a lot of support there which I thought thought was great but it did stir up some intolerance didn't it um can you just take us through that and like how you felt about it and and because that kind of you know that kind of explains why women like you feel these ways doesn't it like because there are people like that out there that will judge and they'll go oh yes so um, the whole point of that Strava post was talking about local legends. It was all about showcasing different people from across the community, across the running and cycling world, as to you know what what we you know what we all do. And um, so my post was about kind of showing that wearing a hijab is not a barrier to being active, and a little bit about what I do in terms of um, being a run director for Junior Parkrun and things I'm involved in, such as that. But there were people who saw my image, a woman in a hijab, and they couldn't get past that fact that there was somebody in a hijab coming up on their Strava feed. They um, felt that because I was in religious clothing, that the post was automatically political. And they were kind of saying to Strava, why are you making this about politics? Is this the the running and cycling platform? but they completely missed the point of the post. It was about encouraging other women who may dress differently, may not so like me, but maybe dressed differently for whatever reason, or or may lack confidence in running for whatever reason it may be. To show that you know what we can we can do this. We can go out and run. Um, as you said, there was a lot of the comments were were largely positive, which was so wonderful to read. And but I couldn't help looking at some of the negative ones. Some of them were very um, Islamophobic, full of hate, um, and just very ignorant in their comments. Um, and I mentioned this somewhere else before that I think the one that hurt me the most when someone said, um, "If I if I collapsed at a race um, because I don't know maybe I was dehydrated, for example, um, which was clearly brought on by me being covered up." They would they wouldn't help me because oh. of my own and I bet they would that, if they were actually faced with that situation. But oh that's a horrible thing to say. Oh my god. One thing got to me. Um I was like as as on, on a human level, to another human being, how could you say something I'm, I'm not gonna help you because of the way you're dressed? And I just thought what, what why? Just why is the hijab such why does it bring out people's worst side? And I just, I just couldn't understand it. But to be fair to Strava, they were very good. They, they, 
um, they have closed people's accounts who were overtly racist really? and Islamophobic. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that is fantastic yeah. support. I know they put a post on there, kind of, you know, backing you up, supporting you, which was fantastic, because yeah. you'd expect that, because they asked you to do it in the first place. Um, and, you know, obviously, like, every big organisation should act like that. But that's brilliant. I'm glad that they closed those accounts down. I wonder where those people have gone. Like, sometimes I feel like those are the people you need to reach out to the most and educate the most, even though it may be the most painful thing to do. Um, Yeah, rather than alienate them. And then they go, oh, I just said my views and now everyone hates me. And then it just reinforces the bad views, doesn't it? But it's so hard to cope with. Like, as a person, that's a really personal comment. I think with some of these people, you can't reason with them. Mm, um, yeah. They have their views and they're not going to take anything else. So you kind of have to choose your battles, I think, sometimes. But um, you try not to read the negative comments, but you want to kind of see what people are saying. And it's, it's hard not to read them. Um, and, it, and it was sad to read those horrible comments. But then I was reminded by, you know, by some very good friends um, to focus on all the positive comments that were there and all the... You know what I've, what I've done and what I've achieved to date, and not to sort of worry about people like that. And and they were so right. It's you know it's not 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 to worry about people have those kind of thoughts. Yeah, yeah. like don't worry about the haters. And and yeah. I I don't want to minimise this in any way, but I think that for any anybody who puts themselves out there like you have done, you're always going to get some haters. And so what you've done is incredibly brave and courageous. I think because it you look more different than most of the people that are running in the UK so it's just really brilliant what you're doing and I just think it's very courageous Um, and I just wanted to ask you um, another question because I think increasing diversity is is what we're going to talk about um, soon um, uh, like ways to do that but um, I'm just wondering um, well actually Becky is wondering Becky McCoy is saying um, she is interested to know um, are there any statistics out there about how diverse or how not diverse the UK is in terms of um, of people of colour attending running events compared to other European countries do you do you sort of know anything about about that I don't think we have that those figures yet. I know yeah. um, another organisation, um, I think they're called Black Trail Runners. I think they've requested this data from race organisers. Race organisers. I don't think we have that yet. Um, so I'll be very interested to see what what the figures are definitely as well yeah yes because like just anecdotally just from going to trail races if I see um somebody who is not white at a trail run I'm immediately like oh hello and usually I go to interview them (laughs) for my film to represent you know so sorry everybody (laughs) if you're brown or black you will get more harassed by me I'm really sorry um but uh, especially for the shy people as well it's like not everybody wants to represent their community when they're just out for a nice day of a run um, but Becky's specific question for you Taz is um, what is the most diverse and inclusive event that you have ever been to? Ah that's a good question um, I think like you so when you go to a race you look around to see you know who's who's here and if you see somebody that's if I see somebody in a hijab I'll probably make the extra effort to go and kind of say hello to them and see where they're from um, so I'd say the most kind of inclusive one and diverse one was probably one of my local races that I've done, just Marlow Seven. Um, I saw quite a few of a, a few of us in sort of, sort of hijab wearing, but also it was um, encouraged to wear fancy dress that day as well. Uh, there was a lot of people dressed in different ways. That I wasn't the only one dressed differently, if that makes sense. So the people running in massive outfits are covered up even more than I was. <laughs> Um, and there were lots of people um, locally and from surrounding areas. Um, so I think it's probably more of my local races. I would say for the more of the, of the diverse ones that I've seen. Um, yeah. Now I went to uh, Marrakesh for a race a few years back. Um, I saw a few hijabi runners there, um, but that was quite a mixed event. There were lots of people from the UK that I met and lots of local people as well. Um, I think when it comes to races, especially I think road races, probably getting there with the diversity, but and I think it's still, and I don't know, I don't know sort of what the answers are as to why we're not seeing more diversity in trail running. Um, 
but that I think that that will change and I think it's things like this opening up the conversations you know having that dialogue um, and I think we will see that change coming soon definitely as well yeah yeah I hope so and I think just just current events just make everybody more aware of things like this um, like it's always been something that a lot of us in the media have kind of strived for and tried to do but now that it's more out in the open it's a lot easier for me to say uh, oh hi I'm contacting you for a photo shoot but it's really important that you do come because um, you're not white and otherwise it will just be all white people um, so like that's that's made me feel awkward to have to do that in the past yeah, but now imagine. yeah but, and also because like I don't know because like I've got tons of friends who are not white and like I can kind of joke quite easily with them but that's yeah. because I know them and yeah. you know I've got a friend Gurdeep and and he's like hey ginger and I'm like hey Asian like that and you know like <laughs> we used to joke at uni that one day we, I'd get punched in the face saying that to him because somebody wouldn't understand that we had this little joke yeah. between us um so i just find like i'm the, not the most tactful of people as it is anyway and so for, for, like it actually kind of worries me if i'm going to put my foot in it um because as far as i'm concerned runners are runners and i just want as many different people to be represented as possible um and that's all i'm trying to achieve um yeah. so yeah sometimes you just have to say uh you're brown please can you come be in my photo shoot in a nice tactful yeah. way yeah. <laughs> um, so that i can represent you know yeah. um so uh, i just want to oh sorry just kind of showing um of Asian runners or whatever community is that there are people out there that are doing that because that's what we I think that's what's lacking isn't it there isn't it's not showcased that there are runners out there that kind of we can relate to and I think once we kind of you know once magazines show you know black and Asian runners on their on their magazines and and like you know showcasing in videos that there are people out there that's when we'll start seeing the change I think yeah definitely i think so and it's people like you who are going to lead the way which is fantastic and i just want to read out some really nice comments on the um on the live chat here if you've got any more if you're thinking some nice thoughts about taz now's the time to write them uh, on the live chat so that i can feed them to her and she can become more inspired in this work that she's doing um so recycle on wednesdays says um Taz, you are you are too right, Taz. You do so much to educate people who are open to learning. You don't need to make yourself a punching bag for people who don't want to be reached. So that was in yep. relation to the Strava comment. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and um, uh, Rich Simpson, um, he has to go, but he says, what a wonderful person Taz is. I would love to go for a run with you if you're ever swinging by Pembrokeshire. So there oh, you, lovely. Yeah, you yeah. have an open invite. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um uh yeah, uh and Guy says um people need role models to aspire to. So so yeah, thank you to Taz for being a, a really good role model to so many people. And um hopefully if you're listening and you are a hijab wearer, then hopefully Taz's comments and practical advice will inspire you to, to give running a go. Um and then uh, we have a question here which leads us on to the five ways um, that you, you're going to share with us about um, increasing diversity in trail running. Um, so Kurt, um, from all the way from America, um, he says, in terms of diversity in the trail running world, how does TAS feel is the best way to help? So he said, is it more like promoting like elite level athletes, like... Um, like until recently, they've had very few African-American trail icons like Joe Gray, Corey Waltering, Yassine Deboon, Deboon, as well as influencers like Myrna Valerio. Um, so there haven't been many like that getting out there until just recently. And he hopes things are turning around. Um, but so is it more about the elite level and the influencer level? Or he says, is it more about trying to find ways at the local level to get more diverse groups going? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a mixture of both, to be honest. I think probably largely, I think it's at local level because that's those are the people that we can relate to because they're like us. They can run 
similar pace to us and be something we can achieve very easily. Um, but on a greater scale, yes, we need to have sort of the elites out there as well. And then it gives us normal runners something else to aspire to as well. Um, so I think it's not either or, it's a bit of both, definitely. Yeah, I thought you might say that because I was thinking that the same thing myself. Uh, yeah, I was listening to Myrna Valerio um, talking on the Rich Roll podcast. I don't know if you've heard that one. It's it's well worth, yeah, it's really worth a listen if you have time. It's quite long. It's like two hours long, but um, I just listen to it on my runs. So, so it's good use of time. But yeah, she was talking about the Black Lives Matter campaign. Um, they're obviously in America, so it's kind of a little bit different over there, I feel, sometimes. Um, um, but uh, but yeah, it was really interesting um, and just so good that we're opening up the, the kind of the conversation and, and not kind of pussyfooting around things and going, oh yeah, everything's fine in Britain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, so um, so so yeah, we've. Uh, we've, I've asked you all the questions from patrons. If there are any more questions on the live chat, then do feel free to fire away because we have Taz for um, another few minutes, like five or so minutes. Um, but yes, would you like to share or start sharing your five ways to increase diversity in trail running? Like, I'm really keen because I've got a few here that I thought that I could help with. Um, so yeah, do you want to share yours first? And, and the, then yeah. I'll, I'll say, see if they're the same as mine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just my own kind of personal view as what I what I think will help. But obviously, there's no right or wrong answer here. I think so. My kind of five top tips would be kind of know your community. So, who is it that's around and who's running with you? Because until you know that, you haven't got the right tools, I guess, to help pe people to get out onto the trails. Um, and my second tip would be what we've mentioned already is actually just be a champion and be an ally and kind of showcase when you come across um, trail runners from different um, backgrounds and whether it be your social media and, and opportunities like this, um, I think is all about championing um, other trail runners so that then, you know, people who are thinking about trail running, they can see that there are other people out there who look like them and you know, there are people out there that are running in hijabs or you know or a turban for example or whatever it may be so I think that's my second tip um, my third tip is you know if you are a running leader or you know someone in that position um, you know sort of drive and initiate activities which 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 encourage trail runners um, for example you know women only trail running initiatives which will then help get more women out on the trails who may be from ethnic backgrounds who want who don't feel comfortable running um, in a mixed um, environment for example the last two points are actually um, what actions people like myself can take and uh, you know other women or other men who are you know of fame background um, is actually you know people like us we need to get trained as you know and become run leaders so then we can then share our knowledge with other people from our own community and get them out there and show look I'm here from your community I'm going to take you out running on this fabulous trail come with me on this journey um, so that's on people like me to go and do that um, also you know for for people like me um, from our community is actually not be shy and not shy away from showcasing what we're doing because it's so easy to think oh people might think I'm boasting or people might think negatively if I'm sharing but it's not about that at all. Um, it's it's what someone said to me quite a few times already. Is it's we can't be what we can't see. So if I hide away and not show um, me as a hijabi woman, you know, running, if somebody is looking to run but they can't see anybody else that looks like them, it may put them off um, running, for example, or they might feel, oh, but why aren't why aren't Muslim women running? There must be a reason why, so maybe I can't go out and run. Um, so it is just about keep showcasing what you're doing and not be afraid to you know, be on platforms such as you know, on here or Strava, whatever it may be, and just keep shouting about what you're doing. 
Although they also doing my five tips. <laughs> yeah, they're really brilliant. I love those tips. Um, yeah, and I think that's really vital what you said about sharing what you're doing because um, some people, they might be a bit modest or they might think that that's how they should be to be modest. And I think just showing what you're doing can be a really powerful thing and it's so easy as well. Um, because, um, and so, yeah, I think it, that's just a really simple thing that everybody can do. Um, and uh, talk, just going on with the whole social media thing, um, uh, being in the media myself as a journalist, um, my aim really is to just represent as diverse a population as I can whenever I do photo shoots so um or films um so i've already mentioned that i kind of hone in on people of color at trail races because i want to represent like at the <laughs> at the national running show i did a film for them i think two years ago and i was i was really pleased because i got a japanese person i got um a person in a turban I, I think he was wearing a turban um and uh and he had a beard and um i i got uh i think i yes i got a black person as well and i was like brilliant i'm representing all these people it's fantastic um so just doing things like that um and uh, having people like you to chat with um, and I didn't know whether um, people like me could go and do a talk in Asian communities because obviously like I can project to my community but it's kind of predominantly white at the moment um, even though I am making more contacts with people of colour um, because you know all this we're talking about all this kind of thing now um, but I didn't know whether that would be better coming from a person like you probably wouldn't it because I'd just walk in and go, oh yeah, I run and I don't have any <laughs> barriers. <laughs> Whereas if you walked in and you're like, I look like you, I'm wearing the hijab, um, I run, come follow me. I think that would be better coming from, from a person within the community, I reckon. I think it's still nice to get people in. I mean, it doesn't have to be someone that looks like me. I think it's still nice. I think as, as a woman, for someone else to come in and say, I'm a woman and I'm a, I'm a runner, I think that really kind of speaks volumes as well. So don't, I wouldn't necessarily kind of rule yourself out of coming to speak to different communities. I don't think you should do that. I think it's still wonderful to have you come to our community and kind of share your love of running as yeah. well ah oh, okay great so uh, we'll do that sometime <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I, I know that you and I are going to meet up um, in November sometime and we're going to go for a run in the Peak District so that will be cool and we'll make a film about that so hopefully we can share that far and wide um, and uh, and get loads of people out seeing um, seeing hijabi people running in the mountains so so it won't be like a big shock to anyone <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be fun yeah to that. yeah we did yeah. I did actually have a work experience girl on Trail Running Magazine. She wore the hijab um, and we had her running in the hills. She had never run in the mountains before, but she, she was amazing. She just got on with it and she was fine and, um, and yeah, she loved it. So, um, so yeah, uh, it's uh, back then, I think that was three or four years ago. I think that was quite unusual, but, but I don't think anyone will bat an eyelid these days. <laughs> Hopefully not anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, um, I am just going to read out some more comments uh, for you so that you will feel um, loved and appreciated, Taz, because I do appreciate oh. the time that you've given us tonight. Um, I know that we have to end the chat very soon. Um, so Nadia says, uh, yes, keep going, Taz. You are giving a great example. Um, uh, John Gardner says, this conversation with Taz will help me better support two hijab wearing runners in my local running club. Hey, oh. that is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Kurt Siege wants us to watch um, Yasine and Corey on the Ginger Runner. Um, they He's done YouTube um, chats with them and they're really inspiring um, as people of colour. So that's fab. So, so lots of external links here. Um, and Philip mm -hmm. Haddock says, loving this interview with Taz, finding it very interesting. Keep up the good work. Um, and Guy said, that's a great one. Become a running leader, definitely. Um, and you can, oh, and he said, just carried it on here. You can go into a school and take a group of kids on trail runs. So, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and Nigel Barnett says, very thought provoking tips. Um, and Vic Knight says, well done, Taz, for showing such leadership. Um, keep on doing what you're doing, you will make a difference. and plenty of existing oh. runners will get behind your cause 
Oh, thank you so much, everyone. It's really lovely to hear. Yeah. <laughs> and and Joe White says, you've given me lots to think about. Thank you, smiley face. So yeah, cool. that's brilliant. So uh, just before we end the chat, would you, um, is there anything that we haven't covered? Like, is there anything that you think is important to say or if any hijabi runners or well, hijabi wearers more like are watching and they're still a bit unsure, like, is there anything that you wanted to kind of leave the kind of the final thoughts to be? Yeah, I think for any other hijabi sort of runners, I would say just get out there because there actually isn't anything to worry about. It's, you know, you once you get out there and run, you'll be fine. Just make sure you've got a, the right hijab, um, so it's a sports looking one, which makes, makes it just a lot more comfortable. And um, don't be afraid um, because the running community is is so amazing and it's so inclusive inclusive and so welcoming um you'll be fine and you'll you, and you'll love it that's my tips <laughs> fantastic and and starting at park run that's a definite great place isn't it because i am thinking some people who wear the hijab if they run on certain streets people are going to yell at them aren't they like in certain rough horrible areas um but park run yeah. everybody will be lovely and welcoming um, so yeah. that is a great place to start. Yeah, I mean, park run or you know, if you've got seek out a local running group um, and run with them if you're not sure about running on your own, or you know what, or, or start your own group if you haven't got anything there. Start your own running group. It doesn't have to be anything formal. Just something informal with you and a few friends. Just go out and run together. Fantastic. Well, I really appreciate all your advice tonight, Taz, um, and. Uh, everybody has really loved this chat I think it's really important that we keep having chats like this um, and encouraging more people from lots of different diverse backgrounds to join in with us in this fantastic healthy sport of trail running um, and I'm really looking forward to running with you in the Peak District. Yeah, I can't wait, can't wait for that. <laughs> fantastic, brilliant, thank you so much Taz and good night everybody, see you on the trails. Thank you everyone, <laughs> bye. Hi, it's Claire here. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. These live chats take place every Wednesday evening at 6.30pm UK time on World Ginger Running YouTube channel. And the link is in the show notes. I just wanted to let you know that you can find this and loads more advice and inspiration and gear tests all about trail and ultra running on my YouTube channel, Wild Ginger Running. There are training tips, advice from elite athletes, top coaches, nutritious recipes, key exercises, injury prevention information, and tons of trail kit reviewed from running packs to poles, waterproofs to head torches, GPS watches, and shoes, 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 and did I mention shoes? I've been going for a few years now, so there's a huge archive of content to help you out with your trail and ultra running. To quickly and easily find the information you need, simply type your query into the Google search box and then write wild ginger running after it. Then Google will show you whatever blog posts or films I have on that topic. Give it a try. And if you appreciate listening and all the information I share on YouTube, you're also very welcome to support me on Patreon, which gets you some additional excellent perks and the chance to win some awesome prizes. For as little as the price of a cup of coffee every month, patrons get discounts, extra films, access to the exclusive Facebook and Strava groups, the chance to ask questions to every live chat guest, plus automatic entry into my monthly competition to win £400 worth of trail and ultra running gear. There are only about 150 patrons, so the odds on a win are way better than the lottery. Interested? Find me at patreon.com slash wildgingerrunning. Thanks for listening, guys. Have fun, enjoy your run, and I'll see you on the trails.